Welcome to the Iceland with Kids podcast. We're sharing the best tips and tricks to help you plan an amazing vacation to Iceland. Your host is Eric Newman, the founder of Iceland with Kids. Eric offers custom vacation plans and personal tour guide services for families visiting Iceland. Check out all of the details at icelandwithkids.com. Here's Eric and the Iceland with Kids podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode eight of the Iceland with Kids podcast. Today's topic is the Northern Lights. You may hear some people calling these the Aurora Borealis as well, Borealis. Uh, We're just going to call them the Northern Lights. Many people, when they visit Iceland for vacation, um, they want to see, they hope to see the Northern Lights while they're there. And we'll cover what they are, how you can see them, and maybe most importantly, times of the year when you can and can't see them. But let me start with what the Northern Lights are. So the Northern Lights are caused by solar flares from the sun that interact with the Earth's magnetic field. And what's interesting, I'm not going to get into any more science than that, but the science shows us that the best place to see them, the place where these are the most visible, is going to be in this ring, this donut-shaped area around the northern and southern poles. And so there aren't many people who visit the southern pole, the south pole, on vacation, so the northern pole is more common. And if you're too close to the North Pole, you can't see them as well. There really is this sort of donut shape that covers uh, Iceland and Greenland and the northern part of Canada and Finland and some other places. We'll have a map if you go to icelandwithkids.com slash podcast. We'll show you a nice map. Now, the area highlighted on this map that includes Iceland are just the best places. You can have these bigger, stronger solar flares, which leads to you being able to see the northern lights uh, from you know the central part of the of the United States as well, but for the most part, your best bet is going to be this ring that includes Iceland. When you see the Northern Lights, it looks like lights dancing in the sky. Now, I want to clarify that word "dancing" a little bit because sometimes you'll see videos online that are sped up, and it looks like they're moving like super fast, almost to music, like they're you know bouncing, bouncing, bouncing. This is generally a sort of slow moving, or maybe not even uh, visible movement. Um, they may just be sort of static in the sky, and you can see a little bit of movement, or you may see more movement, more gradual. When you see a video online, uh, make sure you sort of take it with a grain of salt that if it's moving quickly and dancing and going crazy from one side of the sky to the the other has probably sped up over a period of minutes or hours. You can also see different colors of the lights. Sometimes they'll be green or yellow or pink or blue or purple. Um, and again, if you're looking online, sometimes those colors are enhanced. It doesn't mean the, the northern lights aren't amazing when you see them, you know, seeing these lights that are dancing in the sky. Um, it's pretty novel to people who haven't seen it uh, before, and it is a pretty amazing experience. So I don't want to discount what they, they look like. They are beautiful and amazing. When you see pictures online, just recognize that sometimes they're enhancing those just for views. If you take a look at the show notes, I'll link to an article on our website that has some images that I found online that that I think represent what these lights truly look like. Again, they're amazing, but maybe not all of the images you see online are accurate. Okay, so here's what I think is the most important part of this episode. If you take nothing else away from this episode, take this away. The Northern Lights exist year-round, but can't be seen in Iceland year-round. Let me say that again. The Northern Lights exist year-round, but can't be seen year-round in Iceland or anywhere else. Just like seeing the stars, you can only see the Northern Lights when it's dark. So the stars are there during, during the middle of the day. You just can't see them because there's too much other light that's blocking them out. They're not bright enough to be visible. The Northern Lights are the same way. And the twist here is that in the summertime in Iceland, it never gets dark. So in the middle of June and uh, July, 
and even uh, even in the middle of the night, it's light and ice in it so far north. Now, that means that in the wintertime, it's dark a lot, too. They may only have five or six hours of sunlight. But in the summertime, when many people visit Iceland, it never gets dark. And people have a hard time imagining this, but really is up in Akureyri, up in the northern part of Iceland. There's a golf tournament that starts at midnight on uh, on the summer solstice, usually around June 20th or June 21st. It really is bright enough to play golf in June at midnight. And so if you're going in the summertime hoping to see the northern lights, it just isn't going to happen. They may be there, there may be this solar activity, but you won't be able to see it. What that means for people who aren't going in the middle of summer is that you might be able to see the lights, but you're going to have to get up at two in the morning, three in the morning, because it may only be dark from say 11 p.m. to 4 a.m. Let me give you some more details on these dates here. So if you're in Iceland, let's say really for almost all of May, June, July, and a good part of August, it simply isn't dark enough to see to see the, the northern lights. And if you're there in what I'll call the shoulder season, right? So if you're there in, uh, in uh, September or April, you might have a chance, but you're going to have to get up and maybe stay up for you know, most, most of the night because you're not just going to be able to see them at 9 or 10 o'clock because it's still going to be light at 9 p.m. I'll also put a couple more links in the show notes. One will be to an article that I wrote that's on the IcelandWithKids.com website that tells you the number of hours of daylight by month in Iceland. And also we'll have a link directly to a website called Time and Date, uh, which is really good. And if you're going to Iceland, you know, October 5th through 8th, 2021, you can type in those dates on Time and Date's website and you can see really when sunrise is and sunset. They'll have a, a few different versions of sunrise. There's like nautical and astronomical and civil. Um, astronomical is really the one you're looking for. That means it's dark enough to, to see stars. So that means it's also dark enough to see the northern lights. So let's say you're in Iceland during a time of year when it does get dark and you're hoping to see the northern lights. There's a couple of other things you need. One is that you need this auroral activity. I'm not sure if auroral is really the, really the proper word here, but you need this magnetic solar activity to be happening. It's not there constantly. It has to be happening. And you can go to a couple of different options. Um, there is a website from the Icelandic Weather Office that will give you these forecasts. And you can just go to en.vedr.is. So that's V-E-D-U-R. Actually, that's the Icelandic word weather. That D should be a thorn. But when you're on the internet, there aren't any thorn Ds. So it's en dot v-e-d-u-r dot i-s and in the middle of the page you'll see a little link that says aurora forecast and if you click on that they'll show you their forecasted auroral activity and you can scroll ahead a couple of days and they have this numbering system i think it's one through nine and if you're getting to sort of the fours and fives um, that's a really good chance of seeing the, these these lights now it's not perfect it is a forecast um, it's just an estimate of what's coming it's not guaranteed but you need that activity and that's one good place to find it there are some other apps as well um, that will try to give you forecasts you can have several of those going at one time uh, but that vetter.is uh, is a pretty good source for seeing whether there, there's a, a good forecast the other thing you can see on that website at the at the Aurora forecast on vetter.is is cloud cover. That's the third thing you need is you need a clear view. So just like seeing the stars, you need darkness, you need the activity. You don't need that for the stars. The stars are always there, but here you need the activity and you need a clear sky. 
And so they'll show you again their forecast for whether the sky is going to be clear or not. If you have those three things, now you've got a chance at actually seeing these lights. Now you can think about maybe getting up out of bed, staying up late, taking a tour. Once you have those things in place, you have the opportunity to see the Northern Lights in Iceland. If you are in Iceland during the right time of year and you're willing to stay up late, if it's not the middle of winter and conditions look favorable, I think you have three options for how to actually try and see the Northern Lights. And let me go from most expensive to least expensive. The most expensive option is to take a tour. Uh, companies like Extreme Iceland offer these uh, usually mini bus tours um, and you pay you know decent money for them and you're going to have a guide and try and take you to a place to see the Northern Lights. Um, they're going to meet at, I don't know, 8.30, 9 o'clock at night. You're going to be out for three or four hours. And so if you're with young kids, just remember you dress really warmly because if your kids get cold, you can't just go back. You're going to be out somewhere uh, in a field, <laughs> maybe, you know, far away from most of the lights to really get a, a really good view. And you're kind of stuck out there. Most of these tours actually don't even let kids in unless they're a minimum, I think, of six years old or so. That's how most of them work. Um, but these guides do have a couple of advantages over you. One is that they probably have friends around who can call them or you know, Facebook message them and say, hey, it's clear conditions here and we're seeing the lights. Here's the, here's the area where we are. And they can drive up there to, to see those lights. Um, the other thing they can do is that if the conditions don't look favorable, they often cancel the tours and then they, you can try again on a different day. You can use your ticket on a, a different day. And so they can get a good sense of what the conditions look like and steer you toward a, a different day. Um, I really don't recommend tours in most cases. I mean, they really just are taking you to a dark place somewhere to, to see these lights. Uh, they can tell you some of the of the information about how the Northern Lights work, but you're paying money really just for the guide to be there and, and drive you around. And especially if you have your own car, you don't necessarily need that. The second option, this is my middle grade option, um, is a new place called Aurora Base Camp. And this is in the town of Hafnerfjörður. Um, this is not too far from Reykjavik. It's about 25 minutes. Hafnerfjörður is really a suburb of Reykjavik. Um, they have set up a new uh, base camp in the lava fields um, just outside of Reykjavik. And they have these sort of clear domes you can go in to see the Northern Lights if it's a clear night. They've actually generated uh, these Northern Lights kind of, uh, in glass tubes. You can kind of see some of the different colors. Uh, they'll give you hot drinks and they'll give you tips on sort of where you can go any given night to possibly see these lights. Um, this is going to cost you probably half or less of the price of one of these tours. Um, they may send you off on your own uh, to get a better view if it's cloudy, for example, in Hafnerfjörður, um, but they're going to help you out. And if you're cold, if you're tired, if your kids just want to give up, you're not stuck in a bus. You can just leave and go back home. So this, I think, is, is a good middle grade option. They offer something similar to the tours where that if it's a bad night, if it's cloudy, things aren't working out, you can come back any night on your trip. I think for the next two weeks, you're allowed to come back uh, to their nice, warm, clear domes and see what's happening. The third option, which is the virtually free option, if you have a car, is to just do this on your own. Um, there are lists of sites out there to go and visit, but really all those sites are, are dark places in Iceland, mostly around Reykjavik. You're gonna be checking the Aurora forecast that I mentioned earlier on vetter.is. You're gonna see how it looks. You're gonna look at the cloud conditions and maybe drive around a little bit and try to find a, a safe 
quiet, dark place to, to view the northern lights. Um, one tip here that works for some people is that um, some hotels, I think maybe more and more hotels now are starting to offer the service where they'll call you if they spot the northern lights. So you can just go to sleep. And then if you ask them to, and only if you ask them to, they may call you at two in the morning and say, hey, we're seeing the, the northern lights. They're out. It's clear. Go outside and check it out. And so that is an option if you're doing this on your own uh, to maybe if your hotel happens to offer this. I don't usually recommend hotels for families. You know, Many hotel rooms in Iceland may only hold two people, for example, and you're going to be kind of crowded. But if you are staying in a hotel anyway, you can ask them if they offer the service, if they'll call you when people are seeing the northern lights, then you can just go to sleep and sleep soundly if they're not seeing the lights and they'll call you and wake you up if they are seeing the seeing the, the lights. So those are my three options. You take a tour, that's the most expensive. Aurora Base Camp is the middle option. And then doing it on your own is the least expensive option. And I think really all three are viable. I think you can do it on your own or try to do it on your own. Then you're in control of your time. You're not spending any money and maybe you'll get lucky and see the Northern Lights while you're in Iceland. So those are my three options that I can give you for how you can see the, see the Northern Lights. Remember, you can only see them if it's not during the summertime, but if you're there and it's not the summertime and you're thinking about staying up late, I think it's worth a shot. If you go to our website, icelandwithkids.com slash podcast, we'll have some more pictures up there and maybe I'll put a list of some of the major places you can go visit, the GPS coordinates of some of the best places to go see the, the Northern Lights, good dark areas not too far from Reykjavik. That's all. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Iceland with Kids podcast. For more information, check out our website at icelandwithkids.com. Or if you want help planning your Iceland vacation, or even having me serve as your personal guide in Iceland, just send me an email, eric at icelandwithkids.com. Thanks for listening.